This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let me take this opportunity and welcome on the line uh, Sokadu Laduma, right? Good evening and good evening to listeners. The World Cup, you know, said news that came, you know, uh, uh, that said your money as much as, you know, they tried, but uh, news coming from Germany is that he had to go under surgery and is not going to be participating at the World Cup for Senegal. Yeah, big blow, eh? Um, I mean, you look at the impact he made when they won Afcon, the impact he made to help them qualify for, for the World Cup, and you get to see how much Senegal are going to miss him. They do have quality in their squad in terms of goalkeeping department, midfield, defense, up front as well. But there's they, they, something that players like Sadio Mane have that, and you can see since he left Liverpool, the impact that that it, it's made or done for 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 liverpool and it's going to be the same with Senegal. as much as they do have other talent in there you're definitely going to see that Sadio Mane is missing when they need someone to sort of lift the team he's that type of player now not having him a big blow for them but there's nothing they can do they gotta focus on the job now and try and qualify I mean, of of the african teams i think they've got a pretty decent group and compared to others and i feel that they've got a good chance so they should just put that behind them and you know try and progress and, and just looking at the african nations i mean senegal uh, uh, in uh, the group of the hosts and ecuador and, and and you look at a netherlands side that you know is very young also coming into this uh, world cup you think they have a chance of getting out of that group definitely um you try and get something against the Netherlands, like you say, Netherlands have a younger squad. And I think they've gone 15 games unbeaten, but I still think that Senegal on their day with the heat in Qatar, and they can, you know, try and give Netherlands a run for their money and actually try to get a point out of there. Then that's where you try and go and beat the hosts, Qatar, you try and go beat um, Ecuador, which won't be easy. I mean, I, I, I was checking Ecuador, I think only lost once this year. Um, I know that it's Paraguay in a friendly game, but they've been doing pretty well. Qatar themselves have been doing fairly well. Um, they won the Asia Cup. I think they reached the same finals of the CONCACAF, semi finals of the Arab Cup. So they, they know obviously no pushovers, um, but I feel of the teams in the group, Senegal have a good chance of getting three points against Qatar and Ecuador. And then we look at, you know, the other nations here, the Ghana there, I think they were playing yesterday and they managed to win by two goals to nil, as much as the South Africans don't like them, but uh, they are representing Africa this time around. When you look at that squad that, that is packed with a lot of uh, experience from abroad and, 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 and you look at the players that they brought in, you know, Mohamed yeah. Kourouz has been doing well at, uh, uh, you know, at Ajax and, and, and we could see in the Champions League how instrumental was he was, unfortunately, although they couldn't make it to, to the knockout stages but you know it's one of the players that is exciting in that uh, Ghana squad yeah true I mean and I guess a lot of eyes will be on them as well because there's this whole thing that they brought these players in because of the World Cup some of the others that have been playing maybe for Ghana before guys like Lamke came in um, Inaki Williams has been brought in I think Salisu Sali from Southampton North was, was brought in mm-hmm. to start playing for the national team so now it's a case of, okay, you brought all these guys in, and I'm sure it's not just us, it's even people in Ghana as well. 
because that means you made the effort to bring in these people and left out whoever was playing before them. And now you have to go there and deliver. But they've got a, a big boost in the fact that they beat Switzerland yesterday. I, I saw that they won 2-0 um, against Switzerland, but they're in a very tough group. Eh? Um, Portugal, good side. Uruguay, good side. Um, South Korea, also a team that's not easily beaten. Mm-hmm. So Ghana really would have to go out there and you know, give the performance of their life. Um I think they are in a very, very difficult group. And if they were to progress, I'd be surprised. Um, but it would also be a good thing um, for the continent to see them progressing. And, and and when you talk about that group that Ghana is in, I mean, you've talked about how South Korea is not a pushover. Uh, fortunately for them, Hyung uh, Min Son has recovered. I saw him training, and then an Uruguay side that, as much as you know, they were not doing, they were not that very very convincing during qualifying stages. But you can see the quality of players that they they have in that mm-hmm. squad. You know, I mean, if if you still have the likes of Edison Cavani, you still have the likes of Suarez, and then you have a young, you know, Darwin Nunes there, then you have. Mm-hmm. You have to get worried, and then you move to Portugal. I mean, the Portugal team, uh, we, we know all the players. Diogo Dalo has been having a great season. Uh, you look at, uh, you know, Joao Cancelo has always been, you know, a top class performer. Uh, and then, you know, Ronaldo, you know, he's always uh, ready to perform for the national team. Uh, as you said, it's going to be difficult, you know, uh, to see who gets out of that group. But, uh, oh. I don't know. For Ghana, yes, they have, you know, as you said, they have a good squad. But this, I think, you know, when you look at the other groups, yes, there are teams that are very uh, interesting. But this one, it seems like it's just a hardened group of, of big national teams. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I hear you mentioning the players in the uh, Uruguay squad. I mean, they're still Fede, Fede Valverde. He's probably mm. one of the best players in the world now. Um, he's got Ben Tanker who plays there at Spurs. So, you know, it, it just tells you the quality that each side has. You speak about Portugal. For me, Portugal probably has one of the best squads at the World Cup. Whether they'll go on to win it is another story. But when you can call on Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, uh, like you said, Diego Dalo, uh, Cancelo, Ronaldo, that you've mentioned, uh, Liao at AC Milan, I mean, so much quality, that's where Ghana really has to come up and step up. This is where guys like Thomas Partey have to come to the party and show that um, <laughs> they, yeah. you know, they can deliver on that stage. Um, I think, I mean, we've got Africans who play in some of the biggest teams, the biggest leagues in the world, and I think we really need to show it on the pitch that um, we can compete with these countries. Um, yes, they're probably at a higher level ahead of us in terms of development, structures, and what infrastructure and all of that facilities. But I, I believe that if you play with the same people week in and out in the English Premier League or German Bundesliga, surely on the field of play at a World Cup, you can give them a run for their money. So. It, it's time, I think, we started believing, and by we, I mean the African team. South Africa is not there, so I'm, I'm now we with the African team. Yeah. <laughs> they need to start sort of believing that they can actually go find the tournament. I think that's the first thing that we need to overcome, because I think already people going there on some, can we make it past the group stages? Why don't people ever say, can they go all the way? You know? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it needs to be 
by changing in the mind and maybe it will be possible one day. Sepang, uh, uh, right now I'm just, I'm, I was looking at some of the games that are playing and I see that, you know, uh, Belgium is playing and they're in a group where we have, uh, you know, uh, Morocco from Africa and, and, and they're playing against, uh, uh, you know, uh, an Egypt side that didn't qualify and they're 2-0 down, you know, all the players are there and the stars are there but when you look at the uh, Morocco side that, you know, has had many opportunities, you know, at the World Cup but uh, would you say that this time around maybe we might see a surprise from from them or maybe this group is just you know still a little bit tight also yeah tight one what what's strange though is that north american teams have not done well at the world cup when you compare them to west africa mm. i mean you look at the fact that ghana cameroon senegal have all been to the quarterfinals at the world cup but your egypt's your morocco's your algeria's i remember in 2010 algeria they struggled um, and they were ranked number one in Africa at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And African teams tend to, I mean, North African teams tend to struggle at this World Cup. And it might still be the same in this one. I say that because it won't be easy against Croatia. Croatia were finalists last time they lost to France. Um, still got quality in your Kovacic, in your Luka Modric, and Belgium the same. And you're talking about them, I think you're saying that they're down to Egypt now, um, Belgium. But I, I don't always look at these friendly games before the World Cup because I don't think a Kevin De Bruyne is going to walk on the pitch during the World Cup and, you know, give the same energy that he would give in a friendly game. And mm-hmm. I, I think, especially now also with so many injuries happening, you never know if players are also scared to take now. You know, um, yeah. but once the a big starts, worry right now yeah, during this phase, yeah. yeah. But probably once the World Cup starts, you see uh, Lukaku come out, KDB um, coming out, Eden Hazard, even though he's been at Madrid, coming out and you know giving a good performance for Belgium. Another thing for Belgium is that they've always been seen as a team capable of winning it, and they've just disappointed so many times. I mean, I think the last two World Cups they went in, they were ranked number one in the world True. but they they just haven't meant to go all the way and show all that quality I mean that is a squad without a doubt capable of winning a World Cup it's just that when they get to the competition you need um, I don't know what it is but there's something in, like Germany Germany sometimes they're not even seen as favorites but no one has featured more in semi-finals than Germany in the history of the World Cup Mm. It just tells you that they're able to play knockout competition football. And that's what Belgium needs. They need their ability to play knockout competition football. And then you move on, you look at a Cameroon side that, you know, did very well in, in, in the AFCON. Uh, and then there's Switzerland in that group, there's Serbia, there's Brazil. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. before we touch on Cameroon, this, this Brazil side, I mean, I've heard so many mm-hmm. people talk about it. I've seen even the, uh, I think it's the bet.coza, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 what's this? They did a, a, 
uh, a research about you know what South Africans think you know uh, and then you realize that South Africans are thinking Brazil is the team that is going to go all out and win each and everything mm. and go all the way but you know there's this big worry that you know teams that tend to come uh, going to the World Cup with the top players in the world as you mentioned Belgium have had you know t- top players for the past two World Cups they tend to struggle you think with the squad that they have that will be the case or maybe you know Tite will know how to work around that Sometimes what what you need um, with that quality is that unitedness, that family vibe, that family feeling. And if you look at what's happening in the Brazil side, you get the feeling that these guys love each other. These guys are definitely ready to play for one another. And that's how they won. I watched the documentary the other day. Uh, Scolari created that family spirit when they won the 2002 World Cup. Um, and I kind of see that in the squad of, 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 of Brazil. Whether they can go all the way, that's another story. But I think I am one of those who are with, like you're saying, that, that Koza had the thing. I think I'm one of those who believe that Brazil can go all the way um, based on the quality, the depth that they have. I mean, there are players that they've left out. I mean, if Bobby Samina cannot make it into the squad, it tells you of the quality in, in the team. You can call on the Charles and you can call on Anthony. Um I think if I'm not mistaken Jesus is in the team. Um yeah, but Gabriel, yeah. They, they 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 just have the quality. Now it's just to make sure that while you're together off the pitch, you must be together on it. And it's it's always in the knockout stages where it's tricky because it's one game and you're out sundowns made in the Champions League. So um, I believe they can go all the way. I believe that they have a squad definitely capable of winning this World Cup. Just winning it obviously is another story. And then we come back to African brothers, Cameroon. Uh, the president of Cameroon football, Samuel Ito, has already came out to say that they are going to the final and they are winning it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such confidence. Morocco. Morocco in the final, yeah. But, but you see, that's, that's, that's the mentality I speak about, is that Eto is not saying to his players, make it past the group stages. He's telling them, I want to see you in the final. There's a video, I don't know if you ever saw it, where Eto was speaking to the players in the dressing room and he was sort of having a go at them. I think they had won the game, but it was not convincing me. Yeah, I think he was telling and them so that if you don't want to play, I'll go and take the kids to come and play. Yeah, yeah He remember, was yeah. telling them, no one, no one in here owns the jersey in this Cameroon team. Um, and he was speaking about the sacrifices of the players before that and how much they wanted to play at a World Cup. So it, it, it's nice, I believe, to have a president like that because he has been in the game. He, he wants to see his country succeeding. Uh, we don't know what happened, obviously, in the background in terms of money and all of that. But from what we've seen, even from the FIFA documentary, a lot of the associations, the presidents hardly care about um, the actual football and how far a team can go in the World Cup. Mm. But there's so much politics and all. But Eto played the game, he understands the game, and he also helps the players in terms of mentality. A president who can walk into a dressing room at halftime and talk to the players and convince them that you guys can actually win. So I think Cameroon are in a good position. I feel that they're in a group that they can get through. Um, you can beat 
Switzerland, you can beat Serbia. Obviously, process will be tricky, but if we can get the result against Serbia and Switzerland, I mean, I think they are in groups good enough. You know, and, and you know, one of the, as you mentioned that, you know, Eto has played football, he understands the struggles that, you know, the, the side of playing and being uh, facing the struggle as a player. And, and, you know, what I like about him is that on top of that, he decided that he's not going to go and look for a coach anywhere else. He's going to look for somebody that he played football with who understand the same issues that they went through with. And then you have, uh, you know, a, 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 a Rigo Bay song there. Uh, I oh, mean, uh, I think we lost uh, 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 Tsepang there uh, because of, uh, uh, but we'll try and get him again. It is uh, now 29 minutes before it is uh, uh, 7 o'clock. He's still listening to Sports on Capricorn. We are trying to get hold of uh, coach uh, Fadu Davids, but uh, unfortunately we've got a news that he had to board a flight, so we won't be able to talk to him tonight. Uh, they had offered a spokesperson, but I mean, the spokesperson doesn't know the coach, man. We wanted the coach. The spokesperson is going to tell us about logistics that are not there. We can't do that we really need to speak to the coach but anyway uh Tsepang is back yeah Tsepang, as, as, as i was saying that you know uh you look at what uh, it did that he went and looked for rigo Bay song somebody that uh, he played football with these are the two people that understand you know uh, uh the football side of what cameron needs to do and th- they've been both captains of the national team so so it's 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 a, it's a big deal when you you, you say that you know uh, they are building that mentality to say uh, we don't care what happens to other teams but all we want is to get to the final yeah true i mean those cameroon players are in a in an ideal situation because you you have players or people who who have played at the highest level and have represented your country at the world cup they've won the africa cup of nations with cameroon they've played at the olympics so these guys know what it takes to represent their country in some of the biggest competitions world football has to offer. So, um, if anyone is going to motivate you, it's definitely those guys. Um, it's, it's, I always feel like it's like having Zidane as your coach. If I had Zidane as my coach, looking at what he did in his career as mm-hmm. a player, I would definitely always want to go onto the pitch and you know play my socks off just to at least get to somewhere close to where that guy got to. So the Cameroon players can try and surpass the Cameroon team of May, was 1990, yeah, 1990 that reached the quarterfinal, Nero uh, Jamila. Um, so they can try and, you know, be better than what Eto was, be better than what Trigovay Song was. So I think they're in an ideal situation and they have the right people around them sort of to motivate them and get them through this. Because not about football, sorry, not about football, it's not always about tactics. Knockout football needs the right motivators sometimes. You can get to the final simply by someone who knows how to motivate players and get them going when they need to get up. And, and you know what I want? I, I wish they could go all the way, right? So that the people that are, are running uh, football things in Ivory Coast can learn, Uri, you need to vote for a person who is a legend, who understands and loves mm. football. I mean, what they did to, to, to Didier Drogba is, is not really fine. Eh? I mean, that man deserved to be the president of Ivory Coast football because this is a man that even now, uh, people from outside, I mean... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he he's hosted the the, the Ballon d'Or, I think, for the past two three years, and and you you keeping such a man who has so much influence out of running, you know, a national football. Yeah, 
you say if if they can go all the way and show how you know good they are, it will maybe open eyes of not just Ivory Coast but many other African countries. I mean, I know for years in South Africa, people have been saying Lucas Adele must be suffer president. I think he also at one point wanted to try, but um, even those as well, it's not just about having someone who's a former player. You also need to have someone who is able to run the association. And you can't just take anyone just because they play football. Mm. But someone who has proper ideas and can come there and take what he learned as a footballer and what he maybe learned in administration or whatever the case may be and take the country forward. So I, I hope it opens the eyes. And also, I feel like a lot of these associations need younger people. Right? And there's a lot of people who should be enjoying the time and spending time with grandchildren. No disrespect to them. They've served football. And, and, but look at what's happening at Sundown. Yeah. And they've, got young, they've got younger people coming in and you can see it in their social media. You can see it in how they, the type of sponsorships they're getting. Sundowns, for me, right now, as a brand, there's no bigger brand in the country. Yes, people say Chiefs, but I don't see the same kind of Chiefs of years ago um, compared to Sundowns now. So that's why I'm saying younger faces sometimes need to come in and other countries will follow suit like what Cameroon has done with Eto. And then we move on uh, to Tunisia in a Group D, where they have France, Australia, and Denmark. And uh, yeah, man, uh, one of the things maybe they can beat Tunisia. Well, again, they can beat Australia. But with what I've seen from Denmark, the spirit that they carry as a team uh, throughout the qualifying stages, and France know very well what this team is capable of. Also, yeah, Denmark not easy to beat. I've watched some of their games um, and seen some of their results in the UEFA Nations League. Um, in the qualifiers, and definitely not a difficult, I mean, not an easy side to beat. But good quality players, uh, Christian Eriksen, Casper Schmeichel, and so they do have a squad, and it's going to be difficult for Tunisia. Um, and like I said, West African teams, Tunisia themselves have been at the World Cup. They were there in 2006 and got knocked out in the first round. So it's it's even Australia, eh? Australia also a tricky side to beat. So I don't know. I, I, I don't see Tunisia getting a win there. They could surprise me. They could they could surprise me, but I don't see them getting a win in that group, honestly. So Tsepang, just lastly, so during the week I saw uh, Tiani Mabasa, you know, uh, he wrote something mm-hmm. about how, you know, there are nations that whenever they go to the World Cup, they prepare themselves. They know, okay, this might not be the World Cup that we are going to win, but we're just going to, to gauge where we are with the squad that we have. Uh, it's a squad of youngsters and then where we see where we finish uh, after this World Cup, we know where to build on to go to the next World Cup. And then mm-hmm. and, and then took me back to, 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 to what, you know, Hugo Bruce was saying that, you know, he's building forward, you know, but it came mm-hmm. back to where now you see him, you know, including the older players and stuff like that and and after last night's match and uh, I've saw so many comments uh, of people that were actually uh, you know supporting the building of Spain but when it came back to South Africa they're like no we want results now we want results now mm-hmm. so the national team is not a building team yeah it's, now I've, I've got a different opinion on that especially when it comes to national team football yeah I, it's an opinion that I think many might not agree with 
that thing of saying you're building now for for the next four years for the next World Cup. Mm. One, you're probably not the only one doing it. And there's no guarantee that when you get to that World Cup, you're going to win. And people always talk about building a national team. I'm a big fan of winning. I can win an AFCON title and not win it for the next five years, but I know I've got an AFCON title. Mm. And there's a country that has probably been building for five years, ten years, but they don't have a title to show. So I guess I'm a person who likes titles to see what's in the in the in the cabinet. And to say a Spain will will, will have the youngsters and maybe win it next next time in twenty twenty six, there's no guarantee. There'll be forty eight teams at the next World Cup which makes it even harder to to win. So I would rather say go all out now and try and win now and if you win great. That means it, it kind of gives you freedom for the next one. You can lose the next one. People will always say, oh, but they won the last one. So now I, I, I look at it differently at times because I feel like national team football, you need to win, get it over with. And building is good. I'm not saying building is bad. Mm-hmm. Building is good, uh, which is great because you get to build players who maybe go play overseas and you get quality players in our national teams. And building does not always guarantee you that you're going to win the title. There are many countries that are building and have been building, but they don't have titles to show for it. Anyway, uh, Tsapang, thank you so much for your time, man. That's all we had for today. I hope that, you know, as the World Cup goes, uh, we'll be nitpicking some of the exciting things and interesting things throughout the week. But uh, thank you so much for your time, man. It's a pleasure. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.